Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Here are your hosts, Steve, Ray, Cam and Jam. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Spurs 9501 vlog. I've got Cam, Jam and Brian from Toronto. This is a special where we're going to talk about some transfers, who Spurs might potentially sign in the transfer window, who we want to get rid of and, you know, who the guys think we could actually would add value to our squad. Before we make a start, I'm going to ask Cam to give us a bit of an update on uh, the contract situation with some of our first teamers and some who are close to coming out of contract, etc. So, Cam, over to you, buddy. Thank you um, and welcome back everybody. This is going to be an interesting talk today, I believe. Just to start off with, we have two players that are, will be out of contract this year, um, Cameron Carter-Vickers and Danny Rose. Um, so no surprise that probably both of them will go this year. Um, the more interesting one reading makes is for 2022, where uh, Loris, Aurier, Lamella, Joe Harp, Gazaniga, and Alfie Whiteman will all have their contracts come to an end. So they're probably in their last 18 months of their contracts. Uh, 2023 makes more a good int- a reading too. We have Sissoko in there, Foyth, Alderweireld, and then we get into the longer term, which is 2024, where we have uh, Kane, Son, Deli Ali, Lucas Mora, Sanchez, and Ben Davis. So the list goes on. But I think what makes more interesting reading uh, guys, is some of these salaries. Um, it's no, it comes as no surprise, but uh, Gareth Bale has the highest salary on £31 million a year, followed by Harry Kane on uh, £10.4 million and Ndombele on £10.4 million. Son is down to about £7.2 million. So they're the really big earners. Uh, Delhi probably follows that up with um, about 5.2 million, and so does Laurie. So those are the sort of figures that we have in terms of uh, um, uh, what, what where people are in relation to their contract. So some of the big players, a few more years, and a couple to go next year. Quick question, Kamal, before we start on the things. Is that standard salary or does that include bonuses, appearances, goals, all that stuff? Is that just a basic standard? That's just a basic salary. So there's stuff on top of that they're going to be earning. Absolutely. They get it depending on where they are. Um, Can I just, before we kick off, say one thing? I know we're going to talk about a number of players. We're going to talk about a number of things. But my uh, whole take on this today is going to be about we we are where we are today. We have this list of players. We spend a lot of money. What (coughs) do we need as a team to be able to beat Liverpool, to be able to beat Chelsea, and to be able to beat Manchester City on a regular basis? And I believe one of the things that we maybe look at individuals and what they can bring to the team, but what we don't look at, what does it take to get us from where we are today to that next? level where we're not constantly losing to Liverpool to Chelsea and probably all right we have had a better record against City but those two teams we just cannot beat and what's going to take to get us today from where we are to there okay that's a that's a fair point I mean I don't know if we can that's going to take a long time to do but let's <laughs> we, we can answer that I think it's a valid point I'm not sure we can ask that let's talk about um 
the centre-back position. I think we all agreed that, and I'm going to come to Brian first, we all agreed that we do need strength of depth in the centre-back because Sanchez, I think, unfortunately, is not up to scratch. There's talk currently about Schrinner and Issa Diop, etc. Tell us, Brian, who do you think we should be looking at? And then I'll go to Cam and Jam. In the centre-back position, let's make the assumption we need to, Sanchez is going to go, we're going to get somebody else in. Who do you think would be a good addition there, Brian? Okay, so... I'll first of all touch on Sanchez, and I said this with you on our, on our first uh, one that we did. I believe in Davison Sanchez, there is a great defender there. He just hasn't been playing regularly with a, uh, a partner that, like Dyer and Alderbarrow are, like Jan and Toby was. He hasn't been given that chance, and he does, he does have a, a mistake in him. I think against uh, Leeds, he was phenomenal. Okay, uh, uh, Leeds and uh, in the semi-final against Brentford. Sorry, not Leeds, Brentford. Um, I still think he's a great defender. He just needs to be a work on his uh, cancelling out these um, errors. Jam, so I think you, buddy. Play there, but I do understand if you look at it and we need to get money, he does look like the player that's going to make way. Now, there's big talk that's been breaking about the guy from Ju- Ju- Juventus, Damari or whatever his name is. Um, so he's big on big on the list. I can't remember his exact name. He's uh, 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 Debala. No, not Debala. No, no, we're talking about defender. Yeah, I thought so. Um, I can't remember his exact name, um, but he he is being talked about a lot now. Skriniar is the one that I really want. Now I saw something for Brizio. Uh, I forgot the agent's name. You know the, the Romano. Romano. Boy, it's going all in my names today. I've got like a amnesia of names. Um, He's come out and when he was doing this interview, said uh, Skriniar, he doesn't think will happen. And the reason they're saying he doesn't think it's happened is he's now quite central in the Inter Milan team and they've been on a good run. Right. So they're like, Conte doesn't normally let players go when they are featured in the first team. So if that does happen, I think it will be a summertime. And that's the guy I really, really want. So my answer to the original question would be to try and keep Davinson for the rest of the season and go get Skriniar as the long-term solution. Don't get a player right now just for the sake of getting a player. If oh. you look at if you look at Van Dyke, Liverpool tried to get him all summer. That summer they signed him, couldn't get him. Klopp refused to find another centre-back till he could get uh, Van Dyke in. January window, in came Van Dyke, and we all know what happened. Yeah. What about Issa Diop from West Ham? <laughs> Listen, this this guy has come in and he's done a great job, but he's done it for half a season. And I don't believe in signing a player just because they've had just a good half a season. I haven't seen enough of him because, funnily enough, as as much as I can watch West Ham, I don't tend to watch them a lot. No, um, I, I wouldn't go. I can see why he's been. I can see why he's been uh, touted. Yep, but it'd be a no from me. Okay. Kamal, what do you think about um, Skriniar then? Would it be a good... Uh, I think my problem with all of this is that, yeah, I mean, we, we latch onto a name, we latch onto a player, and we all get this hype in about how we must get them in, how we must get them in, and they're going to change the world. I'm just not convinced. I'm actually not convinced that we need to sign a centre-back right now because we've signed Rodon. Rodon was going to be this, Rodon was going to be that. Rodon gets to play one game against Chelsea, never hear from him again. I mean, you know, let's start making these players count. I mean, I'm looking at these salaries, I'm looking at the money that we're paying. I mean, who are we going to get rid of first? I think that Toby's got another year in him. 
to be fair, right? Make the most of him um, and make Rodon his understudy. And then let's see in the summer. That's my view on centre-back. Okay, All right. Uh, Jam, let's come to you now on the centre-back position. What would so, you like to see happening there? I think we made some good points there. Brian, definitely agree with him. Screening out. Since when we first brought him up back in, in, in the summer transfer window, I didn't know too much about him. But since then, uh, I've been watching a few more Juventus, uh, Inter Milan games and they're having a hell of a season. You know, I think they're, they're probably going to win it this season. It's nice to see Juventus not dominating that league. Either way, um, I don't I don't believe we're going to sign anyone that big in the January transfer window. I think if we are going to sign a defender, it is going to be someone more like a Sergio Ramos, which has been talked about, you know, end of a contract, older player with experience. Who is you know who who knows Jose? It's 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 uh, feasible as a, at least you know um, that's the kind of that's the kind of signings I see we're going to make throughout January. I don't see us buying anyone super big, but I do think long term um, screening would be excellent. And I don't think it's just Sanchez that needs replacing because he's absolutely you know first first name out of the door. Um, Vertogen, I'm uh, not Vertogen. All the world is agent, and I don't I don't see this season alone. You've seen he's not got the legs he he has. He should be playing a lot more matches because. Without a doubt, he's our best centre back. Um, but you know, most 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 defenders playing in the Premier League for for that long, what is he, thirty two? Company couldn't even continue playing at this age, and, and he's probably been one of the best defenders in the Premier League in the last ten years. Yeah. So I don't see I don't see another year from Alderweireld. Is all I'm saying. No, that's fair enough. I mean, in terms of what I was thinking was uh, Sergio Ramos. I don't think that's ever going to happen. I think he's using Spurs maybe as a pawn to contract negotiations and trying to get that done. I don't see him coming to Tottenham. What do you think, Brian? I I I, comp- I completely agree with you. Now, the the question was asked before when uh, you were talking about contracts is what do we need to take us to the next level? Yeah. What we need to do to take us to the next level is Daniel Levy needs to be more rude and Joe Lewis. So what they need to do, we thought people like Jack Clark, Rodon, who have the potential to go from A to B and become superstars. I can't remember the last time, right, Gareth Bale, but probably Van der Vaart was the last time we went and bought the genuine finished article that does everything that it says on the tin. There was no, oh, he's going to become. We bought the finished article and we made sure that we, we need to start buying players that come in and have an immediate impact, not let's give it a couple of seasons for them to, to walk in. I understand where you're coming from, Brian, but that goes against Daniel Levy's model where he buys young players lets them do for reasonable fees, lets them does well and then sells them at a profit. He's not going to buy the ready-made player coming in at 26, 27. That's not going to have much sell-on value at 30. That answers the question. This is why you've got to look at it. And this is the thing. It's like when we didn't spend money in January to keep in the Champions League, it's like you don't want to risk losing out in the Champions League, but you won't spend the money to get you there. You're going to lose either way because if you don't spend the money to get into the Champions League, you lose a hell of a lot of revenue and you okay. can't attract the players. Now, when you're, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to turn this into a Levy bashing or anything, but the industry where football is in is you can do great commercially and off the pitch. Look at Edward Wood at Man U. You can do fantastic off the pitch and bring in money, but the way you get the money in football is by what happens on that pitch over 90 minutes. And the more you win, the more money comes in, the yeah. more trophies you win. And that's the simple thing with football. Yeah. Come on. Well, what I wanted to say, just to add to that, really, in a way, is that, look, we signed seven players in the summer. 
we had really big hopes for them. What really got me about the last game we played, right? The last game we played, the semi-final against Brentford, we had two of those players in. One was Hoybier, the other one was Doherty. Doherty, I mean, no, Doherty didn't play, sorry. It was um, Aurier. I don't believe we had any of the other players, that seven players that we signed were capable of getting into the team, right? So the question is, why did we sign seven players? I mean, if we weren't going to, if we're going to play and sign seven players who have consistently not played very well, apart from Oibier for, um, for, for the team, maybe we should have done what Brian said, which is invest in a really good player rather than six mediocre players. Because what have they actually added to the team? But didn't we try and do that with Paolo Dybala? That was nearly going through, except for the image. Well, no, if it happened, we'd all be, we'd, we'd be sitting at the top of the table and we'd be talking a different story, wouldn't yes. we? Jam, what yes, do you think? I mean, I got some interesting ideas on this. So like it, it really answers the question, right? Of like what we need to get up to that next level where we are going to consistently be on par with whoever is at the top of the table. Um, and and it, it's what we need is we need we need a big marquee sign-in that's not like even in Dombele, even though he was our big marquee sign-in, his his the only reason Levy paid that much money is because potentially he's gonna double that, you know, in, in three years when we want to sell him and he's still only 23. Yeah. Um we need someone who is already the finished article right away that can come into the team. And the only way you're going to find that player is, is by spending a big amount of money. But on the other side of that coin, you know, the team has to be built to sustain three or four seasons. You know, the, you, your one big player isn't going gonna, isn't gonna to carry a bunch of other mediocre players. You need the whole team that's going to grow together to become a solid unit. And, and you got to, when you put, make those six or seven purchases, I would say half of those, maybe more than half of those were long-term plans. You know, Vinicius was clearly not here for the next one or two seasons. He's here for three or four seasons. Jack Clark, everyone else that we have bought in the last few seasons are are, are long-term projects, I think. Um, okay. Yeah, I ask you, wasn't... Uh, um, uh, what's that guy's name, the winger from uh, Fulham? Uh, um, the Sessing long-term Young. project. Huh? Sessing Young. Sessing Young. It's a long-term project. It's such a long-term project that he's now... Uh, he's, got, he's off in Germany. I mean, you know... Uh, he was supposed to be one of the best wingers of the. Kamal, you see, I mean Kamal and Brian. I'm going to put this question to you. you say Levy doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't buy a finish. What about Steven Bergwijn, established Dutch international, part of the team that got to the whatever it's called final, the new European Championship? Come on, Brian, this is an established international. Okay, so first of all, I'll talk about um, Sessegnon. Sessegnon came to Spurs. He said he wanted to come to us. Now, I've, he is going to be classed. Now, the reason he's gone on loan is because we signed Regulon, who no doubts whatsoever is the best left-back at the club. Hands down, not. There's no decision over there. The reason he's gone to Hoffenheim is Jose Mourinho has said, you have a future at this club, and it's at left-back. I see you at more <coughs> at the moment as a left-winger, yep. and I want you to be a left-back. So I'm sending you to a place where you're only going to play left-back. And that's why you're going there to learn <coughs> how to be a left back. Now, you look what's happened with Jaden Sancho and what will happen with Jude Bellingham with uh, Dortmund. They have a tremendous track record of building players up. And I think that's going to happen to Sessegnon. Now, Bergwijn, Bergwijn, I think, and I, I don't know how you guys feel about it. I know he comes into a lot of stick. I think he's been outstanding. Yes, his finishing has been woeful. There's no doubt about that. But like Jose said, the work that he's actually doing off the ball in his new position um, has been fantastic. And if you look at it, he didn't play in the Leicester game or the Liverpool game. 
He did play and in the Liverpool game. They were they were our two most shocking. He played in Brian. Played in the Liverpool. Played in the Liverpool game. Two open oh yeah, no, 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 sorry, sorry. He didn't play against Leicester and the next game. I can't remember who the next Wolves. game was. Leeds. Wolves. Okay. Wolves. Wolves. That's right. Wolves. And Kane and Son were not were non-existent compared to when he came in against Leeds. And then when he he is there, don't get me wrong, he does get some good players. Bergwijn will be a good player. But if you want to start doing a list of the players that he's bought that have worked out compared to the players that he bought that he hasn't, then there is absolutely no competition. Don't get me wrong. Every time you get... For every one he gets right, he gets five wrong. OK, OK. Uh, let's, I let, disagree. Let me, come on, come on. One second. I want to come back to you. You said initially at the beginning of the vlog, you said what is going to, whose players are going to get us to the next level? Is an established Dutch international, Steven Bergwijn, is he not going to get us to the next level? I, 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 frankly, not good enough. He's frankly he's not good enough. I, 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 don't, I don't agree know with what you call an established international. Now, you look at it, Holland <laughs> haven't got to the last Europa and World Cup because mm. Holland have been through a really, really bad phase. No, but they got to the Nations League what... final. Sorry? I... The Nations League final, they got to that. They were there, okay. yeah, not him, but frankly, he's not good enough. Can we just talk about, we're talking about Bergwijn and we're talking about Don. Yeah, that's fine. Holland. We bought someone like Bergwijn. Uh, yes, the, the reason why we bought him is we needed a bit of pace. We bought him for thirty-three million pounds. Um, he's there till twenty twenty-five. Um, he is. Uh, um, he was bought because we needed. We did. We were supposed to get a striker, but we couldn't find a striker in the January window. We needed someone who could score goals, and he scored on his debut. He scored a couple of wonder goals. He scored some great goals. So he got some technique. Confidence is shot. His ability to step up to where he needed to step up for is what is missing. Now, he can run around the pitch and he can do what Jose wants him to do, etc., etc. But what the team needed him to do and what he was bought for, he is fundamentally failing. And that is the thing. Now, I want to put another player to you. I want to put to you the fact that we haven't spoken about the goalkeeper. We need to get a goalkeeper. We haven't spoken about our creative midfielder. And I've got a name like Ryan Gravenberch, who's supposed to be one of the best up-and-coming uh, Dutch players at that that would knock everybody's socks off, right? We haven't spoken about uh, um, right-back position. I mean, I love what you said about Regulon, and I take back your right. Regulon and Hoybier were the two great signings of the summer. However, on the right-back, we have two players, um, Aurier, who has a mistake in him, but he's nowhere near as bad as Doherty. And Doherty, who basically came here and, and has um, laid down on his back and said, give me the money because I ain't playing football because I don't know what he's doing on the pitch. It definitely is not football. Jam, what do you think? Comments on that? Then we'll come to Brian. Yeah, there's, a lot, there's a lot to digest. Um... Get a word in edgeways with Brian. <laughs> I'll have a chat as well. <laughs> I'm only joking, Brian. Don't worry. I know you are. Don't worry, buddy. So, um, central midfielder, absolutely. I've been saying this on and on again. We need one. We need one. Desperately, we're crying out for a replacement. Um, better than Sissoko. No, no, I love Sissoko for everything he does, but we need a real creative midfielder. Um, goalkeeper, you know, Loris has many years left in him. I'm sorry. He's going to continue being our number one goalkeeper for the next four years or so, I see it. Um, what did you say? Right back? Uh, everyone knows we need a right back, but we bought a right back. That's the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> so we bought a right back that was doing really well for Wolves, and all of a sudden it becomes shit. So, come on. A finished article, wasn't it? You, you don't become it a was, bad player overnight. Yeah. I'm sorry. You don't become a bad player overnight. You know, time, patience. Uh, it, it, like I said, finding the balance between long term and, and, and short term success. 
Yep. So in terms of, uh, of uh, the, the sort of creative midfielder, you know, I know I discussed this with Brian, but Sabitzer seems like he's a name that's always in there as well. Christian Eriksen, maybe he's being touted all around the world to play. So even with Chris. Sorry, go ahead, Jan. With Eriksen, he was never he was he always played that Ndombele position, which is a creative midfielder, absolutely. But we need someone who's more of an anchor and can and can spread the ball out. You're absolutely right, Joe. Can I please step in here? Because I want to say one more thing because we're missing out on one of the other players. I mean, you know, we all know, and I'm, I mean, and I'm coming from a position where having just looked at our squad and looked at the amount of money we've paid and the people that we've got in, right? So we've got a player who, like Lo Celso. Lo Celso, not a creative midfielder, not a defensive midfielder. Then what is he? I mean, yeah. what, what are these players adding to the team? I mean, is he just a squad player that comes in who has one fantastic game against a, a first division team and then he gets injured, we never see him again? I mean, the consistency of these players that were supposed to be world-class, whether it's Bergwijn, whether it's Los Salso, whether it was Lamella, whether it's Ndombele. I mean, there's some big names there. And Delhi, we haven't spoken about Delhi. Yeah. We haven't spoken about the £31 million to bail because, I mean, whilst Bell might be a superhero, what the what? What have we got from him for these last few months? And when you put all of that into the mix and say where we expected to be and what we expected to get from these players, can we honestly say that we can bring players in that are going to do any better or are going to fit into this system that will allow that which clearly none of these players have really properly fitted into? Now, before I bring Brian in, I just want to make one comment, Brian, then I'll let you in because, um, you know, we want to hear what you want to say. Have a th- just stand back a minute and just see where Tottenham are. I haven't won anything for God knows how long, I don't care. I haven't won the title for God knows how long, not in the Champions League. Which top elite players are going to actually want to come to Tottenham? Have a think about that before you decide who you want at the club. So, Brian, over to you. Okay, so first of all, just say about the elite players coming to the club. What you've got to remember is right now, it's Jose Mourinho, a lot of people will come just for Jose. But obviously, as I said to you on the first interview we did, it's not like you're a championship manager. I mean, the, the biggest problem we have to deal with straight away when you're thinking about the elite players to come in is right now we have too many foreigners. So we need to get foreigners off the book before you start even thinking about elite foreigners. We know that Levy's not going to play elite English prices. Mm-hmm. Foreigners, there's a chance, but we need to get foreigners out. Now back to the, the question before. Uh, so when it comes to Matt Doherty, I will t- just want to touch on him before I go on to the... So Matt Doherty, I still think he's a good player. But the thing is, as I said to you before, he played right back, right wing back in a back five. Yep. And then he's come to Tottenham and been told you're playing in a back four. Which he's a premiership footballer. He should be able to play in any position he's told. Well, he should be. But like even Jose has said, it's not as easy when you played in a back five to revert back because he had license to attack. With all due now respect, you can't even play in a back five. So, well, if he does it consistently, maybe. Lo Celso, Lo Celso, that I mean, I disagree. Lo Celso is fantastic. Mm. He just gets injured way too easy. There is an issue there that he has got to overcome. He is it. They've got to work on him with the uh, physiotherapy and everything because something is going on there. When it comes to Christian Eriksen, as I've said before, I would rather we pop down to Asda or Lidl or Sainsbury's and buy a packet of tortellini and put it in midfield and leave him <laughs> in Italy because he's done at Spurs. I do not want to see him. <laughs> I do not want to see him back at the club. Um, not even on a on a really low on a really no, low fee. No, I'm he's going to come in. His attitude. Don't get. I've said this so many times. I I I I, I nicknamed him. Where's Wally 
or where's Waldo over here for the North American people? Because he goes missing. He has three, three, three months where he's untouchable. And then his attitude, you look at people like that have gone, even Luka Modric, when he went to Madrid, when he really wanted to go to Chelsea and he didn't, he said, okay, mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm going to give it's my all. Football. By God, did he. Mm-hmm. By God, did he. And you look at other players, like even you think about the filth and Aaron Ramsey before he went to Juventus. He was like, okay, I'm going to give my all for the club. That's what you should do. His attitude, his persona, his, uh, his, his, just it reeks of I'm better than this, I'm off. He sold his house and everything that season knowing he was leaving and thought he was going to Madrid. And then we bought him mainly for his creativity of free kicks and corners. And and you're actually lucky. I I, I used to see Spurs fans cheering if it went past the first man. So, no, no, I don't want to. Yeah, it couldn't be the first man. I totally agree. Anyway, let's let's get hung up on, let's get hung up on Christian Eriksen. I think we've all got different views. Let's talk about, um, so we talk about midfield and defence. We've had a chat. What about up front? Let's start with you, Jam. Do we need anything up front or do you think we're okay up front? No, I don't think we need anything up front. Okay. Okay, so, like, I'm just going to say, a couple of seasons ago, we were saying how much we need someone to replace Kane. And and Pochettino has said for ages how Son is that player who can replace Kane when Kane gets injured. We now have Kane, Vinicius, and let's say, you know, Stevie. He's still a, still an attacker, a striker. I would put him up Bale there. Can play up I think front. we're okay. Yes. Bale can play up front. Lamella, when he's available, is also can get a goal. Yeah. Um, you know, he's like fifth, sixth option. Mm-hmm. I, I think the only player we need is a central midfielder. This, this, this window. Creative. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and you said Modric. I would, I would take Modric. If we need anybody up front, Kamal? No, I totally agree with Jam. I think that uh, um, the problem that we have as a team is um, not the two front players because they're breaking records. They're doing great. I like Vinicius when he gets on the ball. He just doesn't get enough time. I think he's good on the ball. I think that he can hold that play and given time, he will get goals, right? So, I, I think, But he needs to be given that opportunity and he's not really getting enough of it. Um, my pr- problem is, is, is take out Son, take out Kane and they like to get injured. Like, they like to score goals together. They also like to get injured together. Um, and the problem is, is who's the, where's, the, where's the creativity coming from? Because once you take those two, their goals out of the team, we're down to one or two goals from any other player. There is nobody else that has scored. Now, let me answer that question. So basically, if you've got a couple of guys scoring lots and lots of goals, the other team just present and, you know, give them chances to score. If they're not in the team, I will see, I think you'll see other players step up to fill that void. I do think that will happen. It's just fair a natural point. thing. Very fair point. But the thing is, you see, um, in terms of creative midfielders, this is what really upsets me. People say we need creative midfielders. We need what the hell is La Celso? What is Andombele? What are these guys if they're not creative midfielders? If we've got them on our roster and we still need new people, something's wrong. We should get rid of them if they're not valued. What do you well, think, Glenn? I, I did say that. <laughs> so yeah, you did say that. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I, I, I will start about the striker thing now. It's such a Tottenham typical thing. That for years and years and years, we needed a second striker as backup for Kane. We finally get him, and we said the reason we've got him is to give Kane a rest. So Kane doesn't get injured, the son doesn't get injured. It doesn't give him the chance to get on the pitch. So mm-hmm. it's like literally, why have we I think Venetius is fantastic, and I think we have a real striker there on our hands, but he doesn't get the time, and it's like you're talking about. So when it comes to creative midfielders, what you've got to remember as well is 
when we had Pochettino, it was all about go express yourself, go on the attack, on the attack. It's not like that now. And Spurs fans have to understand we have these defenders, we have these creative midfielders, but right now over the last two months, all they've been told to do is defend. Defend and counter, defend and counter. They're not given license to do like Pochettino. You and, say that, and, Brian, I need, to get, I need to come in here, Brian, because, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Jose said, after they scored the first goal against Wolves, he did tell them to go and get the second goal. He said they didn't execute. Okay, now, obviously, he has said that. Now, what authority have you got that that is absolutely I agree. Concrete? I agree with that. Like, he says you know one thing to the like, media. It doesn't necessarily mean... He, he's known. He is known for manipulating the media. It's one of the best things that he does. Is what gets him so big. He can say great things. He can say, and maybe he did. And if he did, maybe it's the players were scared of the repercussions if they yeah, lost that okay. way. That he's going to come out and uh, say. But let me put this game. He came, the Wolves game. He said that. But what about the other games? That yeah, been okay, fair enough. Let me put a point to you, Cam. Um, basically, we all agree that Mourinho knows what he's doing. He's a great manager. He knows that one nil is never enough in a Premier League game. Any Premier League team could score any time against you. So why is he going to send the team in, score 1-0, and then just sit back and defend for 80 minutes? Is he that stupid, Cam? No, I don't believe that he is. And uh, um, I've been listening to one of his interviews after the Wolves games. He very made it clear that he didn't understand why the team starts to play like that. I mean, the most interesting thing for me was, I mean, you don't believe it and I don't believe it because that's how he set them up. But what really gets me is um, the Palace game. Right. We won nil up, 73rd minute, Palace scored, it's 1-1. Uh, they had 80, 85% of the possession. Once we got to 1-1, we still had about 17 minutes to go, I believe, 18 plus extra time, right? And um, how, we were a different team. We were attacking. Yeah. We created chances. <laughs> Dyer had a fantastic free kick. Kane, I mean, the goalkeeper became the man of the match, right? Um, and then you have to scratch your head and think, why, if you can do that, in the last 17 minutes of the game. Why are you sitting back and absorbing all this pressure um, uh, 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 like you are for the balance of the game? Because one of the, as one of the greats said, um, the best form of defence is attack because they can't score from their box unless they're, unless they're something really exceptional, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, uh, I mean, I, I don't care how good we are. I don't care whether it's Jose or whoever the hell the manager is, right? Absorbing that constant barrage of, of punches coming your way, you're going to at some stage fall down. Yeah. You might be the greatest in the world, right? But even Muhammad Ali couldn't take all those punches without, without suffering some of those knocks. And those are the goals that are going in, you know, blocking and blocking, last-minute defence. At some stage, you're going to make that mistake. And I'm sorry, there is no, that is just no way to play. I mean, we even made Arsenal look good after we scored two goals. Yeah. I mean, they've suddenly believed we were they were the better team. We knew we knew they, that that I mean, and and that is not something that, that I believe that we should as a team encourage or, or encourage other players. Yeah, I've clearly got to Brian because he's now starting to start to a strip team. Oh, Brian, don't go any further, mate. Don't go any further. These slippers are like Canadian winter boots. They're fur lines. And my God, you hit, your feet get hot very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'll, Cam, I'm going to come back to the point. Then I'm going to come to Jam on that, then Brian. But Cam, we were 2-0 up against Arsenal. There is no incentive on us to go and get a third goal. 2-0, we can defend. So I disagree with you on that. I don't think okay. we needed to do anything. Can like I that. put to you that in the <coughs> season, 
where it is so tight, where there are every uh, t- group of teams are, are clustered on 29, 26, 23, or 20 points, right? Which is almost nearly everybody in the top, to, in the top 12 to 15, right? Goal difference is pretty damn important. And we were riding goal difference on our performance against Man United and our <laughs> performance against um, Southampton, right? And yeah, I think it could come down to goal difference. A top four could come down to goal difference. Winning the league could come down to goal difference. So I put to you that goals are important. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jan, I wanted to come a quick question to you. We mentioned about Vinicius. I just want to quickly go back to Vinicius. We all agree he's a good player. I think we all agree he's a decent player. He's got a decent touch, but he's only on loan. And I don't know if somebody will tell me how many minutes of Premier League football he's had, 20 minutes or something, I don't know. But is he actually going to want to extend his loan? If he's not getting any game time, why is he going to hang around? He's going to go back to Benfica or whatever, or Sporting, wherever he came from, and play, you know, 90 minutes each time. I'm going to ask Jam that question, then I want Brian's view. So, Jam, go ahead. So my two answers to that would be, why why would he want to stay? I mean, I'm sure he's doing a lot more in the training grounds and learning a lot as a player and growing. Um you know, during training, working under Jose, working alongside Harry Kane and Hyung-Ming Son, who, who wouldn't want that kind of experience in their prime of their lives? Um, also, I mean, on top of that, there's money, money talks. You know, if he's going to go back to Benfica and play football every week or he could come to Tottenham, get a good paycheck and know that he's going to be second option to the best, play, the, best, the best player in the league, essentially. You know, it's not, it's not a bad place to be at. It's not a bad place to, to grow as a footballer. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure... He's going to be weighing up those options and both have their benefits and doubts. But going, okay, great. But Brian, don't we run the risk of him sort of going back to Portugal if we, the way we've treated him? I don't think it's a good way, really, is it? So, correct me if I'm wrong, but for some reason, I've got it in the back of my mind that Vinicius is a two year loan. One year loan. It's a one year loan. It's one year. Okay, I was getting it mixed up with Jetson, which obviously hasn't worked out. Yeah, um, probably gone, yeah. but, but Vinicius. He, I, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but Tottenham released something where him and uh, Lucas Moura went out for a Brazilian meal in a Brazilian restaurant in London somewhere. And he was talking about his love for joining the Premier League and Tottenham. How he absolutely is loving life in London and how he is very close with Lucas Moura and the Brazilians and the South Americans, obviously. So I think he will want to come here because you've got to look. There's only so much with no disrespect to the Portuguese League that you can do. And he has a window of opportunity to get into the Premier League. Yes, he needs more minutes. Do I think he deserves them? Oh, hell yes. And you've got to remember, once the Europa League kicks off, and depending how far we get in the FA Cup, he's going to get more minutes. So that, that the time um, is coming. Um, but I, I think... Mean, God. No, sorry, Brian, I'm sorry to interrupt. I'd be astounded if he doesn't start against Marine in the FA Cup. Oh, he will. He will. Hands down. There's no, otherwise, no. So listen, guys, we're just going to wrap it up in a minute. We've had a really discussion. I know we could talk for hours about this, but in, I just wanted to finish off with uh, each of you telling you, and I think we've mentioned about who should actually be leaving. We'd all mentioned, I know um, Brian likes Davinson Sanchez, so I won't mention him, but who else do you think potentially Winks or Deli Ali? Cam, let me come to you. Who else do you think, not who you want to leave, who, but who do you think may leave in the window, either on loan or permanent deal? I don't believe Weeks will leave. I don't believe Delhi will leave. Um, and um, I don't believe that Sanchez will leave. I'll be very, very surprised if we can offload Rose to somebody and maybe Gazaniga, but that's about as far as I think it will go. Okay. Brian? I don't, I don't think I could disagree any anymore. These players, it, like I said, it, it's not that easy to get rid, and especially if you need to get rid to get in. 
And the only way I can see it is by getting players that aren't featuring, like Rose, like Gazaniga, off the wage bill to like release their. I can't see someone. Obviously, there's talk with Poch and Delhi, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, and I don't want it to happen. Uh, but yeah, just like uh, who else? I, I just can't see it um, being anyone apart from those two. But can we actually win the league or get top four with the current squad, Brian? No. Top four, yes. Oh, top four, four hell yes. Yeah, yeah. We can't win, top we can't win the league, yeah. we can't win the league with the current squad. Yeah, you agree? No, no, no. no. I, don't, I don't agree. What do you think, Cam? I don't agree yeah. because I think that if those players on paper look at them, <laughs> if, they, any, if they played to even 75% of their potential, right, um, we could win anything. The problem is we've got some very players that came in with some big reputations that are just not delivering. And that's why we can't win the league. Yeah. But I have to say, I'm just saying that as we speak right now with where we are, if this was the beginning of the season and you said to me, with the players on record or or, or, on our, on our sheet, do you reckon we could win the league? When we signed Bow and the window shut, I was like, you know what? We really, really could do it. There's some hope. Jam, what do you think, mate? Yeah, I think uh, there's been. A, I don't think we can win the league. I don't think there's any any team other than Liverpool who probably deserves to win the league on on current form throughout the season. Um, and and they just they just seem so much stronger than everyone else. I don't I don't see anyone beating them. That's just what I'm saying. Other than that, though, I think two to fourth to fifth. That's any any anyone's game. Um, so absolutely, we should definitely be in the top four by the end of the season with the squad we have. And I have to completely agree. I don't see uh, Winks leaving because. You know we can't we can't afford to go wings unfortunately. Um, I don't. You know Delhi is on the fence. He could go either way. Um, I hope he doesn't. You know I would love to keep him here longer. Uh, hopefully he finds his form and he can really be that player that makes a difference. Um, the only players who are going to go are going to be like Gazaniga. Uh, Rose already said he's going to run out his contract. You know no one's no one's budging him. He's very happy playing in the under twenty threes. Okay, so from my point of view, I just wanted to add. In terms of Deli Alley, I mean, he didn't even get on the pitch against Brentford. I really don't know. I mean, you've got an asset, a 24-year-old or wherever old he is, worth a reasonable amount of money sitting there doing nothing, adding no value to the club. Um, wouldn't it make sense to cash in if you can and get some money in to maybe get somebody else who can actually add value to the club? So that's just one thing there. Yeah. I'm not sure what the relationship with uh, Mourinho is like either on that one. Um, I agree with you. The only people that are going to leave are Rose, Gazaniga, Foyth is probably going to go. Gedson's going to go back. I doubt if we'll get anybody in, but Brian knows better than me. But I don't think we're going to get anybody in in this transfer window. But we need to do something to maybe change it up if we can. Just maybe get another loan or something like that, I think, would freshen up things, etc. But um, <clears throat> that's my view. Let's have some closing thoughts from everybody then. Kamal, what's your, we'll, have a, we'll reconvene sort of halfway through January to see you know, what's happening. But what's your, at this stage, what's your hopes for the transfer? If I said, look, you've got a magic wand, this is what you can do in the, the January transfer window. Uh, within reason, what would you do? I think that if, if I had a magic one, I would get a player. All I'm asking for, really, for this team to go... All you want for Christmas is? <laughs> All I want for Christmas is a player who can pass the ball to some players in the box. That can uh, that will be a killer ball that can score some goals and not have Harry Kane have to do it for Son and Son have to do it for Kane, but yeah. actually have someone who can see a pass early, not see a pass after the game's gone, because everyone we can all see it ourselves, but see a pass early and make that pass, and that is the difference between a great team and our team. Okay, great stuff, Brian. In closing, your closing thoughts. So my closing thoughts is again great comment there, but my 
my thing is right now, and I've said this so many times, my most important signing right now is to get a half-season loan deal for backup for Hoiberg. Yes, we need creativity, but this guy, who is my favourite player, by far, I think, the best transfer in the whole of Europe this summer, um, if he gets injured, we are in huge, huge problems. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think we need, whether it's an experience who's out of contract, because Skippy's going to come in and Skip will be the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right now, we need backup for him. Harry Winks, Brian. So I would... Harry. No, Skip's definitely first choice over Winks and he's not even with us. You know? Exactly, exactly. But I think we really have to get someone in the elk of, not as good as, because obviously that's going to be very hard to do, but we need someone. Look at the the, the injury he picked up against uh, uh, Brentford. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, there was no way he was playing against Marine anyway. Yeah. Um, but if that is going to be a longer injury, we are in big problems. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Jams, closing thoughts from you. So, uh, if we had a magic wand, like you said, I would absolutely just turn Sissoko into Del Piero, you know, and then we'd be we winning the league. <laughs> we would be having a very good time. You I know, mean, they, okay. I mean, I agree with we need Hoiberg backup, but Hoiberg backup is Sissoko. He plays alongside him every day. Um, then what we're left with is we have no backup for somebody to come in and fill that role. That I mean, be covered like someone who is playing the, the, the passes from the central midfield and can do both tackle and pass. It's, it's not that hard. There's plenty of players in the league who already do it. We had a, a glimpse. I'm going to finish off with this. We had a glimpse of what could happen if Sissoko could actually score goals. You see how he got into the box? What a header. What a header. It was beautiful. He's a, <laughs> I love him. Could, as a... He's a great guy. If he could shoot and header, this would be an unbelievable play, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he could dribble, if he could shoot. Yeah. Well, we, bought him on the fact that he, we bought him on the fact that he was in a fa- he beat us five and zero at Newcastle and scored some wonder goals against us yeah. and then since and then it took him two years to do anything. Yeah. Well, I, I, I've said it before. He is basically the new equivalent of Didier Sakura. He yeah. can run yes. for miles, <laughs> but ask him to shoot or score is like, yeah, no, I can't do that. <laughs> All right, guys, listen. It's been as ever. It's been a great chat with you guys. I really appreciate it. Some okay. good thoughts. We reconvene again in the middle of the January transfer window to see how it's going. But uh, thank you very much for all your time. It's been really great. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.